If you are looking for simple ways to practice gratitude, today's episode is for you. I'm so glad you're here. If you haven't already, would you rate and review the podcast? This helps other moms like you and I connect with the show and find not only encouragement for the everyday, but practical ways to actually get started creating more mental space and breaking free from survival mode and getting out of the spiral, taking control of our thoughts and getting back in the driver's seat as we partner with God. Your review has greater impact than you know, so thank you so much for your support in this way. Welcome to Her Pursuit, the podcast empowering moms to live with more peace, purpose, and fulfillment starting right now. Join me each week for honest conversations on motherhood, mental health, and growing in our faith. Together, we will explore practical ways to break free from survival mode and discover true peace for the everyday. I'm your host, Kaysen, and I'm so glad you're here. A study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that participants who wrote about things they were grateful for on a daily basis for just one week experienced greater levels of optimism and positive effect and fewer physical symptoms of illness than those who wrote about negative experiences or simply recorded events of their everyday. We talked about this last week, how physical symptoms can be a sign that there is something greater going on and how cool that, you know, practicing gratitude for just a week can increase your feelings of optimism and decrease those physical symptoms. It's so crazy. Another study found that people who practice gratitude had higher levels of feeling satisfied with their lives, as well as lower levels of stress, depression, and anxiety versus those who did not practice gratitude. So we can see from just these two studies how important this is. I want to set this up a little bit differently today because I think when we better understand the battle that we're facing, whether that be mental or physical, when we have a more comprehensive understanding, we will be better prepared and able to fight for what we want, which in this case is perspective, right? And gratitude and a heart of thankfulness. We want to feel thankful and grateful and ultimately content with right where we're at, happy and fulfilled, where God has us, following him, enjoying the life that he's given us, experiencing his freedom, his joy. That's what we want, right? Okay, so we're going to talk about how to do that. But first, let's talk about why it matters. There is a war. There's an invisible war because we don't fight against flesh and blood, like the Bible says, but The enemy is on the prowl like a lion. He is seeking those whom he may devour. He's not trying to bite you. He's not just trying to nip at you. He's trying to overpower you and completely take you down. Like, do you understand? This is, this is real stuff. This is what is going on. And here again, we go about our daily lives as if this stuff isn't happening, as if there's not this invisible spiritual warfare that's happening all around us. But it is, it is kind of like with our thoughts. I said just not too long ago that if we don't pay attention to them, we typically don't like, right? We tend to not focus on our thoughts and think about what we're thinking about because we can't see them. It's invisible. And it's one of those things where typically it's out of sight, out of mind, but this, this matters so much. So we have to engage in this war and we have to come ready to fight. And I know that you're probably exhausted. You're probably worn out, worn out. You're probably drained, probably possibly sleep deprived. It's hard. I get it. But I want us to just think about the fact that this isn't just a hard thing if you're in the newborn phase. This isn't just a hard thing if you're raising teens. This isn't just a hard thing if you're trying to get pregnant. This isn't just a hard thing if you're an empty nester. This isn't just a hard thing, you know, potty training or breastfeeding or whatever the season is, like fill in the blank. It is hard 
to be grateful and thankful in all seasons. And I think sometimes we use our season as an excuse. I'm not going to speak for you. I'm just going to speak for me. I sometimes use my season as an excuse. Like, well, one day when I don't have to do this anymore, or one day when my kids are this age, or when we get through this season, or when I'm doing this or that, you know, then I'll make time to practice gratitude. But the problem is, is that the war never stops. That invisible war against like these spiritual forces of darkness and good and evil and all of that, it's, it's, it's always happening regardless of the season. So we can choose to engage and practice gratitude and shift, like take the reins on our thoughts because they're so powerful and drive them in the direction we want to go. Or we can just kind of say, you know, I'm out here in the ocean and the storm and life's just the waves are just crashing over me and I'm in survival mode and hot mess express and this is just how I am and I don't have a choice and I'm so tired and this and this and this, which are all valid. They're all valid feelings. They're all valid emotions. There comes a point in time, and I think that you're ready because you're here and you've tapped in and you're listening to this. There comes a point in time where we have to say, okay, am I going to take control of the thoughts and the narrative? Am I going to practice gratitude and and me decide what I'm going to focus on? Or am I just going to let the world, other people, the enemy influence my mind and my thoughts? Okay, so This is part of the power that our thoughts hold because every day when we wake up, like I said, we have, we have a lot of different options, right? But two of those things are being that we can think about all the things that we still don't have. We can think about the things we still aren't doing in our lives, the things God has yet to do for us, the prayers he's yet to answer, the way that we feel like he should move, the circumstances that still haven't changed, you know, the diagnosis or whatever it is, fill in the blank. Or we can focus on gratitude for where we're at and what we have and who we are. Because the last one, the last thing we just said, who we are, focusing on who we are and who God is, those are the most important because they never change. I love it. They never change no matter what, no matter where we're standing, no matter what we're facing. God has not changed. He's still God. And your identity in him has not changed. Ever, never. And that is something to be grateful for. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very, very honest, as I always am. There have been seasons in my life, extended periods of time where I felt like that was the only hope I had to cling on to. Like I had to remind myself, Kaysen, this is who you are in Christ. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what someone else has said. It doesn't matter. Fill in the blank. God says this about you. God says this about who he is and how he's working in your life. Okay, so here are some practical ideas for practicing gratitude because I know that's what you came for today. Don't worry if you're not a journaling person, I got you, but I just need you to know that that is my preferred method and research also suggests that there's power in putting pen to paper when it comes to cultivating gratitude and even improving your mental health. Writing things down can help to solidify those positive emotions and the experiences as you write. And it may also help to process through these negative emotions and experiences, which reduces their impact and how they affect our mental health. And in many of these studies, the two that I've mentioned, the act of writing helped make the gratitude expression more of a concrete thing and more tangible, which they believe could possibly strengthen the impact of practicing gratitude. So that's just a little PS in parentheses there because I know some of you aren't journaling people, but there's something to be said about putting pen to paper, okay? So here we go. 
Number one, choose an anchor for your gratitude practice. As with any habit, you have to have your anchor. What are you going to attach this habit to? Because it's not just going to happen. Gratitude's not just going to happen. You're not just going to say, oh, I listened to that podcast episode about gratitude and I want to do it. I'm going to plan to do it. And then you wake up and there's somebody asking for the cereal or a baby needs a bottle or you're getting ready for work or you something. Something is going to happen and we are going to be distracted. We're going to forget. So we have to anchor it to something. Anchor this gratitude practice to something. Will you practice gratitude as soon as you open your eyes? Regardless of if that's 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 8 a.m., will you write in a journal after you wake up or will you write in a journal later in the day during nap time before bed? Are you going to practice gratitude while you're having coffee? Like, is that going to be your anchor point? Like when I make my coffee every morning, I think of three things or I write three things down as I'm drinking my coffee or as I make my coffee. You know, every time you change the laundry over. Okay, some of us don't need to choose that one because we haven't done laundry in like three weeks. <laughs> to forget that one. Don't choose when you do change the laundry, okay? But do decide what you're going to anchor this practice to. It's going to help you stay consistent. It's going to help you do it every day. And, and ideally, the anchor point has to be something you're already doing every day, okay? Number two, write down or think about three things that you're grateful for. It's really that simple. And when I first started doing this super consistently, like every day was 2020. And in the beginning, it was like, I'm thankful for my lights and the house and our food and all of these things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with those simple things, the obvious blessings, because there are people who don't have those things. Some of the things that you have, other people don't have. And the most obvious things are oftentimes overlooked, right? At least that's how it seems to go for me. So sometimes I'm like getting on my own nerves when I'm like, I'm thankful for the heat in my house. I'm thankful for a car that runs. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm not sure how familiar you are with my story, but there was a period in my life, a period of time, a long period actually, where I didn't know if I would ever have kids biologically. So reminding myself of these things, it gives me perspective and it will for you too. So there's no right or wrong way to practice gratitude. So whether you feel like it's very surface level or super in-depth, the fact that you're focusing your thoughts on two positive things, remember, I think it's Philippians 4, 8, whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's right, you know, and with Thanksgiving, that's what makes a bigger impact than we even realize. And there's research to prove it. Like the Bible says it and science says it. So number three, Anchoring into the present moment, like grounding yourself and using mindfulness and meditation to really focus on what you're thankful for can be a great way to practice gratitude. I love mindfulness. I love meditation. I'm always talking about it because it helps me feel more grounded and connected to not only myself, but to God. So I'm going to keep talking about this. I've already told you. I'm going to keep talking about it until you actually try it. Try it out. It's really not as weird as it seems. I promise. If you just want to do a very simple gratitude practice with mindfulness and meditation. You can just get still, you get quiet, you can close your eyes, or you can like look down there. In some of the practices that I do, they're like, you can kind of gaze down above the top of your nose. I don't know why that makes me feel like I'm going to go cross-eyed. I'd prefer to have my eyes closed. So close your eyes for as long as it takes. Think about three things. I mean, maybe right now you could think about three things you're grateful for. Let's, let's do it. We're going to have some awkward silence, but I want you to think about three things that you're grateful for right now. Okay, I tried to think about three things with you so that I gave you 
a little bit of time to think about three things off the top of your head, but it can be that simple. That is mindfulness. Mindfulness is just bringing your attention and your awareness to a specific thing. Okay, we'll get into that on another episode. Number four, practice gratitude with others by sharing what you're grateful for with friends and or family. So tell someone else what you're thankful for, or maybe tell them why you're thankful for them. You know, a lot of times I find perspective and even am able to create more mental space when I take my eyes off myself and what I'm going through and I look outward and pour into someone else with life-giving words and encourage them and remind them that, you know, you're important, you're special, you're valuable, or I love you because of this, or thank you for doing this. Just speaking life into other people, it it's not It doesn't come naturally to me, and I don't do it often, but I'm just saying that when I do, it does open up some space for me, and it really, I think it really is just more about taking my eyes off of myself and and the things that I'm going through and what I'm dealing with, and I really am saying, hey, I see you, and I'm thankful for you, and I love you. So this is another way to practice simple gratitude. Okay, so number five, lastly, for the Pinterest moms aka the overachievers. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I really just envy you. That's all. That's all. You can create a gratitude jar. Can you tell in my voice, this is probably something I will never do. This is, this will probably not, probably not be a way that I ever practice gratitude, but it might work for you. You might be drawn to this and it might work for you. So you can write down things that you're grateful for on slips of paper, put them in a jar. And even when you need a pick me up, like not only are you going to be able to practice those things as you write them down and put them into the jar, but whenever you need, like you're having a bad day or you do need some perspective, you read through the slips of paper. Uh, You can do the same thing if you are keeping a journal and writing things down in a journal. And some of you will never journal or have a morning routine. And I will never be a Pinterest mom who crafts and does things like a gratitude jar. But that's okay. God has other plans for me. Y'all know that real? I think it's like an Instagram uh, audio. God has other plans for me. I can't remember. It's from a while back. But everyone is different. Okay. Everyone is different. And what works for one is not going to work for the other. But I think we're all called to practice gratitude. We're all called to take control of the narrative. We're all called to be responsible and take ownership of our thoughts and decide what we want to think about, right? I hope that these five simple things get you started with gratitude. Remember, the key is finding a practice that works for you and to make it a regular habit. Consistency is queen. Consistency is queen. Even small expressions of gratitude and thanksgiving can have a huge, very powerful impact on your mental and emotional well-being. Do not doubt that truth, friend, okay? I'm going to pray us out. God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for giving us your son. God, thank you for Jesus dying on the cross for us. And thank you that he didn't stay dead, Lord, that he is alive and he has given us the Holy Spirit to live with us and walk with us. No matter what we're facing, Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. But God, the enemy would love nothing more than for us to focus on all the things we don't have, all the things that are going wrong, all the things we wish were different, and just stir up discontentment in our souls. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us to cultivate a heart of gratitude and thankfulness and to truly see our blessings around us for what they are, blessings that are gifts from God And Lord, help us to just pursue you in all seasons of life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with me today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and I will see you back here next week.